Hey, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Yeah, guess what? Uh, is it Living Room 101? It is, yeah. It's come around again. <laughs> Episode 98, isn't it? Yeah, 98. I think we should get straight into it, what do you reckon? Hang on, yeah, go on then. Yeah? And right. this week, Tom, I think you should go first. Okay, yeah, I'll go first, no bother. Um, what it is, Chris, is mm. people pouring out your drink, like waiters. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm a imbiber of the softs and you know there's not much fun in that really you know there's not much fun in the softs um there's, do you mean for the do you mean for the drinker or the server for the drinker yeah, yeah. for the drinker mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a game of diminishing returns really mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you know one of the things that you can get out of drinking a soft drink is maybe just having you know if it's like a ginger ale something like that yeah, yeah? Ooh, yeah. Got like Fire. your own little bottle your own little bottle yeah. you can just like regulate how much you want in the glass yeah and you yeah, can maybe just real. put a tiny bit in the bottom and just yep there's one little sip yeah. great yeah. nice next one you might have just a little bit more and look i've got that much left in the bottle oh i'll save that bit you know that that's a little bit of sugar mm. for later i'll save that yeah yeah uh, very sugary actually ginger beer mm. anyway um and you know that's it's just part of it part of the process because yeah. you 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 need something to get out of it you know you're not getting much out you're not drinking to get drunk you're not you know enjoying the kind of hit of the alcohol so you're sort of thinking you know i'll just like regulate it for myself you know yeah. and then you get away you're coming along or um a barman they just pour it into the glass that's it for you thinking they're doing you a service you know mm-hmm. um so there's that going on other things like alcoholic drinks when you're sort of sitting around a table people got say a glass of wine or whatever it is and as a matter of course get the bottle out start pouring the bottle into the glass now often there's a shaky hand and they've got hold of the bottle by the bottom yeah um and you know and then there's a bit of a shaky hand and everyone around the table is just watching it just going mm. that's yeah. is that gonna is he gonna spill it is he gonna drop it or mm. is she gonna spill it drop it and you're just thinking ah oh, this is really i'm really anxious now yeah. this person and then and then they sort of just about manage it and oh it's relief it's relief <laughs> um and you think just support yourself you know we'll just yeah. do it ourselves what's yeah. the, what, what why bother doing it why yeah. why do they want to and it's just do like we, it's do, we look, do we look like marie antoinette i know you know i mean just this extra level of service and you just think i don't yeah. need that extra level i just you know i just rather do the regulating myself and the pouring myself so yeah, I can decide when I want it in there. I can decide how much I want in there. Yeah. Don't do it for me. It's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you also, I mean, how do you feel about the, because someone pouring it for you, I mean, as someone who in my in my 20s in particular would would pour people champagne as a, a sort of, um, what, one of those waiters that walks around, I can't remember yeah. what call ourselves but i do that sort of thing you'd go and pour people extra champagne and it really does make a difference the old tipping tipping to one side so what i particularly hate if i were having a coke say Mm. um perhaps i'm at byron burger would be a kind of waiter pouring it just directly into the glass because then it's all going to fizz up it's like oh please i I mean i i I hate to to say it but the tilt really is going to stop that that fizz up and i'd rather just do that myself yeah um, you know, that's just a little little minor addition there, possibly to your complaint. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, 
Okay, so you've got your champagne. You were you were at these events, uh, possibly garden parties, possibly mm. um, Wimbledon, maybe I don't know. Uh, um, no, not Wimbledon, no, but no. maybe say in like uh, like a, maybe in a gallery. You know, yeah, like if there's like an opening at a gallery. Yes, and you're going um, around. Yeah, exactly. And what you're doing there, though, with the tip is you're you're helping the person there you're because there's you have a technique that you know about they possibly don't know about mm. and you're and you're making sure that the champagne doesn't fizz over the top of the glass mm. i mean with wine there's no fizzing you know or at least there mm. shouldn't be that's, a, that's so, a good point you know and so like you're not adding anything mm. by your knowledge of how to pour the wine you know what i mean they just <laughs> it's just sort of it's just it's just not necessary it's you know what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me and resonates. And then I'm thinking to myself, so who, who does like that? You know, um, and do you think it's a kind of like tweed wearing Tory yes. councillor from Surrey? Yeah, of course. Do you think it that's is. what it's what it's for? Is those people yeah. that want to feel, yeah, like who who haven't had it sort of bred into them that it's not cool to feel that someone is being subservient around you. Because he, no, that, exactly. that just makes me feel uncomfortable, as, as as it clearly does you as well. It's like I no. don't, I don't want that. Yeah. But but obviously, some people do want that because that exists. Unless it's just a hangover from an earlier time that, for some reason, hasn't managed to like wash away out of society yet. Mm. Uh, because I just, I, I, it's never quite occurred to me. But actually, you're. You're totally right. Like I, I really hate an over familiar waiter. I hate the sit down next to you waiter. Mm. I absolutely loathe that. But equally as much, I really would hate a, a very um, obsequious waiter or someone just doing too much for me. You know, it's yeah, a yeah. middle ground of like, yeah, yeah. So they're providing a service. That's their job. They're mm. not like your friend, but no. they're also not. You know, we're all on a level. Yeah, but there's an art to it, isn't it? There's an art to when when you get involved and you when you get talking to the punter and you know when you don't. Yeah, and like yeah. you know you sometimes have it and you think, oh, that's great. They're just they're there, they're being helpful, but they're not kind of like you know get involved in your conversation, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But like, yeah, of course it is. It's for the Tweedy. You know, you can see them sitting back in the chair, enjoying something being done for them, and it's pretty mm-hmm. much you know, pretty much one of their main drivers in life, isn't it? Where mm. they, you know, they'll feel um, like they've achieved something mm. uh, by the quotient of people around them doing things for them. Mm. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. um, so and, and a way of pouring out their, their wine for them in front of them while they watch them squirm is, mm. um, is part of that. And they've uh, got, um, they've got sort of salmon pink trousers on, haven't they? Yeah, or even yeah, like red, red, red corduroy, yeah, red, red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, the other thing yeah. was I was going to say in terms of the pouring out of the drink because it's the first time I encountered the black pepper. Right, I, I, I oh, vividly God. remember this. Right, mm. when I was I was probably seventeen, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I remember coming down south and visiting a, a friend who'd moved down south. Right, mm. we we're in this pizzeria. Yeah, and the waitress comes up, and uh, we've got our pizzas, and then she's like, "She's black pepper." She's sort of like peppering their two pizzas. And I'd never <laughs> seen it. I'd never seen it. Me from up north, yeah, in my flat cap, and uh, <laughs> exactly, you know, my, big, my big wellies, yeah. um, and uh, 
I'd never seen it done before. And I was like, what's this? You know? And yeah. so I said to the waitress, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll do it. <laughs> but she came to me. And yeah. the other two, you know, me, the other two friends that I was with, like little wry smiles to each other, you know, because they don't oh. see, you know, always, <laughs> you know, come down here and he's uh, doing his own pepper. But it's just, that was my, my, my immediate impulse was like, what, why are you doing my, my yeah. why are you doing my pepper? I'll do it for yeah. myself. You know, <laughs> how would, why do you, how do you know how much I want on? You know. Yeah, and uh, but also like, why isn't there just a small pepper on the on the table? <laughs> because if we want pepper, yeah. we just have pepper. I mean, yeah. you're gonna eat it for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, just I'll, I'll, I'll do my pepper. It's a bit yeah. like something you said to me once, which sort of sticks with me. Is like in terms of writing and like developing stuff. I remember you once saying. There's too many people involved in the process and everyone's mm. trying to justify their jobs. So you yeah. get more and more notes that may in fact be completely needless. It's just that yeah. if someone if someone reads something and thinks, Yeah, that's fine, that doesn't need anything, like what's the point of them being there? So yeah. so you get you get sort of extra notes and stuff. And I wonder if there's yeah. there's an element of that. Like that was just invented as like Yeah. You know, waiters aren't really doing enough. It's not really enough just to bring, you know, get the order yeah. and bring the food. So maybe mm. we should throw in a bit of like they could do the pepper, mm. you know. And and I think that then leads to things like which really annoys me, particularly if I'm drinking softs, is yeah. where you've got a little bit left, right, and it's in the bottom of the glass, mm. but it's it's kind of diluting with the ice, ah, yeah. and 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 you just you're just letting it sit there because you're going to get a good slug of liquid out of there when the ice mm. is melted. <laughs> but then, very refreshing, board, yeah, very refreshing. But then a bored a member of the waiting staff, yeah, whips and picks it up, whips it away. It's like, I, I, yeah. I know that it looked almost done, mm. but it it wasn't done. Mm. And indeed, when you occasionally, even in the pub, sometimes with the pint, and there's like a half an inch there in the bottom mm. of it, it's like, I know that looks almost done, but it's actually not done. That's not done. Mm. No, I'm not, I, I'm not finished here. I mean, the whip away is just, that's so annoying, isn't it? The whip away. Because oh, often you're just, you, you, you're savoring it. You, you, you know, you're waiting. You're just taking your time and you just, you know, you've, you've purposefully left that bit. Yeah, and because um, you because you really like that bit. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes you your back's it. your back's your back's turned for a millisecond is whipped away. <laughs> it's gone. You, you know, I'm a little uh, treat. I'm a big cruncher of ice. Are you? Um, yeah, maybe maybe not a wow. table full of people. But I've I've had a thing recently. It's been it's been very hot, hasn't it? As mm. And um, so I've had a thing in recent days where mm. I finally succumbed and started finding the inner strength and courage to order an iced latte. <laughs> yeah. So it took me quite quite a while, but this heat has been going on yeah. to the point that I was like, I need, I need to do it This now. is a big event in in one such as yourself who, <laughs> who prides themselves on being a coffee connoisseur. I'd imagine <laughs> that, the, the, that the, the ice would have besmirched. Yeah. Um, yeah. sort of sacred coffee but but no you've gone for it well for a long time i was still ordering hot drinks and if i was getting a latte yeah. i'd still say i actually said i could have an extra hot latte but you know a month yeah. or two ago and then the the, the barista yeah. person said uh, extra extra hot on a day like today and i was like yes <laughs> yeah. um so you know it's taking Just a like while but <laughs> deadpan, impassive face yes 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 <laughs> oh, and then, and then just, oh, oh dear 
<laughs> but then, obviously, I've ordered a, a, a nice latte. Now, now, yeah. the problem the problem I always have with coffees that aren't hot enough is that I drink them too quickly and it just feels mm. like the whole thing's over, you know, yeah. real anticlimax. So I mm. do have that problem a bit with the iced latte I do drink it very quickly, but it is delicious and, like, mm. refreshing. But what I've realized in the past few days is that actually mm. I needn't worry because it's not really over then because I then take – Take my time to crunch the ice up. Uh Enjoy that. It's like an extra five minutes pleasure. Yeah. Um, So if if I were in the part of my ice latte and the chap that – sort of does the part, you know, what do you, mm. what do you call them? The, the um, park keeper. If he mm. came along, whipped up my, my thing with the icing and threw it in the bin, mm. I'd be, oh, my God, I'd be raging. There'd be no so, crunching. Yeah, there'd be no crunching. So mm. all I'm saying is that I think that, you know, mm. I'd like servers to be aware of the, the ice crunchers. Mm. I, don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever witnessed an ice cruncher. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh. I, it really sets my teeth on edge, just the thought of punching oh, really? in the ice. Um, <laughs> but I'd quite like to watch it, you know, in a kind of masochistic way. Yeah. Um, what about the, I mean, how do you feel about the eater of the fruit in the in the drink? Oh, I'm an you eater know, of the fruit. You're an eater of the fruit, yeah. Of course yeah, I am. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes I mean, sense. Like, I'm, you know. I'm, now, the, see, I'm, I'm, I'm the original eater of the fruit. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I... I'm a big like eater. No, no, no. I'm a big eater of the fruit. Because Are you fruit, a big eater of the fruit? Fruit is delicious. Welcome. Welcome to fruit the society. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> but but then, you know, like um, recently I had a G&T that was made by, you know, there was a group of people and some pals. And, and yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, Tom, but mm. at the moment um, I do hope that if you're making gin tonic, you wouldn't put lemon in because this season it's all about the cucumber. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so apparently. Yeah. So so there were cucumbers in these. Now, okay. at the end of a G&T, what, all I'm thinking is, I mean, mm. I'm a greedy person. I'm always up for eating anything. But mm. um, I'm thinking, I wonder if that cucumber tastes of gin and tonic now. Yeah. So obviously I'm eating the eating well, the cucumber. The beauty but, of that is there's no rind to like plop back into the glass, is there? Yeah, exactly. You just it's eat the like, whole thing. It's a perfect crime. Yeah. All the evidence is gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but then I noticed that when it was time for like maybe another round, mm-hmm. everyone else had left the cucumber in there. And I thought that's actually quite annoying for the person that's doing the next round because they're actually going to have to <laughs> have to go and get the cucumber back out the fridge and slice me another, another slice. Yeah. So I've ate it and I thought, Oh, is it quite uncouth to eat the cucumber? You know? Well, um, yeah. Um, I'd mean, be down with the, eating the cucumber. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'd be more down with eating the cucumber than sucking, sucking the kind of fruit off the rind of an orange or a lemon. You know, what but I mean? would you do that? Would you do that? Well, that's the eating the fruit, isn't it? Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, yeah, you would. Okay, you would and eat yeah, the fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you do Me that? Me too. Absolutely, hundred percent. If there's a bit of like orange in a Coke, for example, I, I just gotta know how cokey that orange tastes. Yeah, you know, I yeah. gotta know. Yeah, oh, so that's juicy. The percentage yeah. of cokey. Yeah, exactly. And it's a hot day. Yeah. I'm in the market for a juicy snack. Yes. Um, I'm not leaving that in there. I know no. it's a drink. I know it's not really mm. part of my lunch. No. But, you know, if there's food to be enjoyed, mm. I, w- well, I want to enjoy it. Well, you're enjoying the food, but you're also, it's almost like a scientific experiment, isn't it? You're going to yeah. 
find out, you know, how cokey it is, which is great. You know, know, if the the president were to call, I can, you know, admit it's unlikely, but say, Mm. does anyone know? We've got to know to avert an international disaster. Does anyone know how cokey an orange is after it's been in a glass of Coke for Mm. 10 days? minutes and i can mm. say it's quite cokey actually but still mm. very much retains its orangey punch you know so you, okay so that's interesting so your your conclusion really to the experiment would be orange um still overrides mm. the coke the cokiness yeah, yeah. It, it, you get a bit more sort of zing sweet zing mm. uh initially but really nice. it, it very much retains its oranginess president mm. very yeah. good very good yeah 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 yeah, because Biden, you know, Biden might not really be able to taste very well at the moment because he's had two bouts of COVID, hasn't he? So he's been maybe masters of the COVID. Yeah, exactly. Masters of the COVID. Yeah. What's he? What's he doing? Mixing at this tennis club? I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So a he's, man of his age. Um, he's so old, isn't he? You see him on the telly. He's so old. Poor old Biden. He's so old. I mean, I mean, you know, you think about that sort of thing of like he's he's been imagining being president the whole time. He's been vice mm. president. He's like, yes. like I get the initial run. He cannot be looking forward to the the big run up, the year of campaigning ahead mm. of you know his potential second term okay. when he's eighty two or something like literally. Yeah. 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 I mean, seriously. Yeah, but then uh, the flip side, I suppose, is I guess in America it's sort of, um, and I don't want to cast aspersions, but I think there is an attitude. It's just a, it's just a sort of observation that I think there is a um, feeling within the culture that you can defy age, isn't there? Mm. So um, perhaps he doesn't sort of feel his age that much because he, you know, people yeah. around him and he sort of nurtures a sort of mental attitude towards it where he's not old he's just he's just the president so yeah. in a way it's a bit it's a bit like the kind of slice of orange that his you know the oranginess is his degree of presidency and right. uh, his age is the coke but the right. uh, the presidency outweighs the age really you know oh, what i mean see. so so the age adds a certain piquancy to the to the presidency maybe maybe a level of sort of pathos to what he's doing because he's he's like no before i go i'm gonna leave the world a better place maybe that's yeah, what maybe. gives it it's a little bit of zing well it's you can help thinking i'd be like oh we don't want to start a war but then i'd be like yeah but even if we do you know i'm not well, that's the thing isn't it that's the that's the problem with old old people in power uh, yeah across the yeah. world so all these old people in power across the yeah. world who are sending young people to their deaths, aren't they? Basically, because are they? what does it matter? They're not yeah. around for, you know, and if they're selfish people, then ultimately they're going to just think, well, it's not really going to affect me because I'm going to die in about 10 years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's yeah. go for it. Yeah. I, I just don't think in my eighties, I'm going to be running for president, Tom. I think I'm going to be um, maybe doing a little sort of, um, watercolors at the beach you know trying to get the the sea right you know like the tone of blue and then Mm. seeing if i can get the sky you know still find the like the difference between the sky and the sea yeah you know with my wateriness Mm. um experimenting with that sort of thing you know yeah trying to find you know just the essence of sky (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, via the uh via the canvas um i can see you in a little seaside resort um yeah yeah ending your days there you know looking out 
I'm looking yeah. out over the waves. Yeah. Um, I just think what I, what, I, what I think I won't be doing is having like big fundraiser lunches mm, in Iowa, not. you know, no. to try and get the farmers mm. on board and support my campaign. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, I just, yeah. yeah. That vision of your old age is much more misty. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I just think my life would have to take a few left turns, really, you would, wouldn't for it? me to be running for U.S. president in. But you never know. In the twenty sixties, you know. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You never know. You never know. You, never you know. know? Yeah. Uh, if if I am, if you mm. know, someone's listening to this in twenty sixty four. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mid eighties. Yeah. And running for my first term as U.S. president. President Abington. Oh, God, I'm going to have egg on my face, aren't I? Why? I'll be saying because listen to what I've just been saying. Oh, of course, be like, yeah. listen to what the, the the one in his when he was in his forties. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's the knighthood. Yeah, it's the knighthood yeah. all over again. Knighthood all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Presidents are Christopher Adlington. You know, in those rallies, you know, those rallies where they sort of um, in the run up to the election campaign in America, mm. and they, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the stage the next president of the United States, yeah. Sir Christopher Adlington. <laughs> I can see it clearer now. Yeah, yeah. I can see it clearer. Do you think when you picture me, do you picture me with sort of huge sort of fake white teeth and quite <laughs> a, like grey hair, but really like bouffant, like really <laughs> up and almost, almost like a sort of Johnny Swade sort yeah. of uh, bouffant. <laughs> yeah, all that fringe, you know. Yeah, you'll definitely um, have your hair. I think it'll still be brown. Um, really, I can't so. see you going grey. Can't see oh, you going grey. Well, you literally can see it in real life if you want oh, okay. to. Okay, yeah. you you be you be very like my um, old dentist from Darlow called Doctor oh. Mister <laughs> Stafford, um, yeah. and yeah. Um, he used to uh, he used to go in there. He was, he was in this little well, it's, it's a sort of village tacked on at Darlow called Cockerton. And we go mm. there, and um, Stafford would be there in every room. Mm. I remember it was like a really big room, and he just had the dentist chair right in the centre, um, right. and he'd sort of sit next to me. And then he'd go. His, his main uh, greeting was "Hello, Squire," <laughs> like that. And his hair, wow. obviously, his teeth were immaculate, but his hair yeah. was immaculate. It was like, it? but it was just so big. It was like so. Wow, it was this kind of? I don't know what was it like. It was like a big loaf of bread <laughs> like, on top, <laughs> loaf of home, home. You know the Hovis kind of. Yeah. Shiny, shiny exterior, not oh, not, really? not grainy in any way, just so, really shiny brown. And that was, it was at, like a hovis on his head. Are we looking at hairspray there? Oh god, so much without, hairspray, without doubt. So sort of maybe one mm. of those uh, hair hair dryers with this sort of diffuser thing on it, one of those big like diffusers, and yeah. then then hair hairspray. Wow, it was yeah. I mean, it was the kind of hairstyle that you think would sort of click into place mm. and click out of place. Right, you know, he could yeah. you could take the whole hair off um, yeah. with a kind of, right. and it would just kind of come out. You'd sort of just tweak it a bit, and it would sort of go right. and jiggle it off. And then to get it into position, you'd, you'd, in the morning, you'd probably just get it into position like that. Yeah, and as far like as far as you're aware, did Mister Stafford ever consider a presidential run? As far as as far as I'm aware, he didn't. I imagine he's very old now if not um mm-hmm. no longer with us you know um yeah but i mean very but, old joe biden's very old isn't he it's so. very old it's very old yeah yeah, yeah. um but I can, well, yeah 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 but what about yourself have you ever considered a presidential run um let's think 
have I ever considered it? I haven't. I haven't. No. Um, but would I? I suppose is the thing, isn't it? Would I? Would I consider myself <laughs> in the running? I think it's a lot. Of, a lot of hassle, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. it's almost as if it seems to me, looking in from the outside, it's almost as if more effort is put into the run-up to win the election than it is to the presidency job itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. feels like there's more effort put into getting into the White House. Once they're in the White House, they're just kicking back. Kicking back. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah. And I, I'm not sure I'm into that idea. I just feel like I don't know if I'd really want it to be me, that, like, you know, I'm, I'm asleep. Mm. Um, I've had quite a late night. There's been quite a lot of work on. Yeah. And sort of 2.30... Mm. Someone comes into my bedroom and shakes me awake, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah. God, what I've had? I've had an hour and a half sleep, right?" And yeah, they, yeah. They've said to me, "Oh, something really bad's happened, and you've got to come and mm. make some decisions." Someone, you know, someone's mm. been killed, and we need a statement. I just be like, "Oh, really? Me? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. can you get the vice president?" Like, no, yeah. it's kind of this is mm. kind of your thing, and I'd be like, "What?" But yeah. I just, I just really fancied the prestige. Like I don't want to be, I don't really want to be making decisions. And they'll be like, "Well, you do have to now for about three and a half years oh, still no. to go." You know? Yeah. Would you, um, would you keep on at the bookshop? Um. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. so. I like the people. Exactly. Know? So. Yeah. Um, I think I'd uh, see if I could do the presidency in the evenings, maybe, and yeah. maybe one day at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's more realistic, what, isn't it? What about you? Would you keep doing the, you know, the drama school teaching stuff? Um, no, I don't think so. You I think I'd give it up. I think I'd give it up. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I'd give right. it up for the for the presidency. But what about like childcare? Would you spend a bit less time with your sons or? Oh, no, 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 it's no, it's important that. Absolutely. Non negotiable. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Quite right. Yeah, exactly. I think George W. Bush was full time carer for his daughters, wasn't he? While he was, was he? Yeah. 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 And he, um, he ran a chain of laundrettes as well, I believe. He did. He did in, in Kettering. Yeah. 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 It was um, weird, that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but but very lucrative. So it's actually understandable when you because that sort of thing can make people very rich. You know, mm. it's like um, yeah, I don't know, sort of products that seem a bit down at heel. You know, mm. are making someone very rich. Well, and, coin operated, and, yeah, coin coin operated laundromat is a good example. Yeah, 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 and Kettering and surrounding areas. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought, in fact, that's what the Bush dynasty was um, sort of founded on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> remind me what you want putting in. Uh, waiters pouring <laughs> out the drink. Waiters pouring out the drinks. Mm. Just do it yeah, ourselves. I mean, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. It's fine. Now, what about waiters getting bored? Have we got to think about the mental health of waiters here? No, I think that they can go off and do something else. Yeah. You're basically giving permission for the waiter uh, to just, uh, you know, put their feet up, you know. Uh, no, read, I think, read their I book. Just free, freeing them up to sort of mm. be more attentive to other tables, you know, things like that. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, I'm down with this. That, that yeah. yeah? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And okay, also, cool. I think, hey, there's something else I think we can tack on here. Yeah. Because there is nothing worse, is there, when the waiter puts the napkin on your lap? <laughs> oh, 
that's just awful, isn't it? Where, where yeah. you see them doing it to one person and you've got to you've immediately got to do it yourself. Get it on. Get that on my lap. Like I'm yeah. not having that happen. Like, I know. like everyone's sitting back and letting the waiter put the napkin on their lap. Oh, I mean, in what oh. universe are people enjoying that happening to them? You know what I mean? It's just... Well, oh. anyone who's enjoying that is a sexual pervert, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I remember I went to Prague in... Uh, 1991 i think it was mm. just after communism ended mm. i just yeah you know just thought i'd mention it <laughs> uh actually i went to prague in 1993 um yeah amazing it's amazing but yeah. um we went to this restaurant which was like meant to be kind of really posh and stuff you know yeah and though so i mean it was incredibly cheap at the, like after communism it's so so cheap to go there and like i mean apparently it was 10p or something like that Ooh. and um yeah, oof. And we went to this restaurant, it was top of the tree, and, you know, for our exchange rate and all that, it was just incredibly cheap. The waitress was doing things like, so we, if you move to fork, yeah, mm. on the table, she'd take it away and bring another one. What? Um, yeah, yeah. And they'd obviously sort of gone for this kind of high dining experience, yeah, thinking this is this is the top of the tree, this is what you do. You know, and so it was, it was napkins on the lap. It was, if you move to fork, another one would be brought. Um, all this kind of like, and it was just, it was so weird. Agony. It was agony. Because they were there all the time, just hovering, just waiting for the next thing to, to, to prove that they were sort of, you know, top of the tree posh now. Yeah. And it's, ah, oh, and it was agony. But it was, it was quite, I mean, generally it was like, it was a really interesting trip because it was just after as i say just after communism and mm. so there's all these young people who were sort of just i don't know they were just permanently excited yeah mm. you'd meet them in the, and we went to this bar and there's this one guy who um this bar used to be like a communist indoctrination wow. place and he'd been conscripted into the army um mm. and he'd had to be in this room the same room we were drinking in uh saying all this kind of they had to sort of do these kind of mantras about communism and stuff. Mm. And, um, and he just sort of stood up at one point and he went, here in this room, I used to say stupid communist things and now I drink beer. And we all just went, <laughs> and it was sort of, it was amazing. They were sort of really excited. But then all the kind of older generation that just looked so grey and kind of bemused by the change, you know. Oh, and, yeah. and you went anywhere out of the tourist centre mm. uh, and it was this kind of, Oh, such a weird atmosphere of sort of, and, and then they would, they would sort of stare at you. You almost like from behind this kind of grey gauze or something. You know what I mean? It was like that. Mm. And um, I mean, everything was really efficient. Everything worked. Yeah. Um, but the people, like the older generation, just looked totally defeated. Really, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But it was great to see the kind of younger generation just go, "Oh, this is amazing!" You know? Yeah. Like that sort of upheaval, that kind of revolution. Mm. It's just not something we really. Well, no. certainly British people are just like really complacent about it, just yeah. very oh, unlikely yeah. to have to contend with that kind of complete yeah. upending of the, the system yeah. in which you've been living for Oh it's mad, yeah. And also I think just you know, same as when I went at Moscow, it's just this climate of fear, a lot of it. It felt felt like that it was sort of people just didn't want to rock the boat in any form, you know what I mean? Um so yeah. Um they were playing lethal weapon what was it, four or something like that? Lethal Weapon? Um, it might be Lethal Weapon 2. Patsy Kensett. 
Patsy Ken's it. Yeah, I think it might be in that one, Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. And they'd renamed it Semtex Blues. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Good name. Uh, good name. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the uh, that was the Czech Republic uh, renaming okay. of it. What have you got for us? Well, something I've had something's happened to me twice today, and um, so earlier on, quite early episode, I um, was having a problem with the word rock star, which oh god, oh, yeah. still makes me want to be sick. You know, mm. yeah, he's a little rock star, so that, that's awful. But it, I actually realised I've not got to the nub of the problem because it, twice today I've encountered the phrase rocking up right so Mm. i heard someone say oh yeah he'd rock up with a couple of you know lobster Mm. uh and and i thought "Ooh." now obviously it was kind of said in the context of like maybe this person was supposed to be a bit swaggering you know rocking up but then then i was like reading in the paper and there was this reference to someone like rocking up to the they fancied rocking up to the makeup store with, you know, a bloodstained tissue and getting them to match that to the red of the one. I just thought rocking up. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't see that again. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, and then all this kind of rock star business is trying to get back in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just people saying stuff is rock and roll, but, mm-hmm. but not in an ironic way. Just like, yeah, it's really rock and roll. Do you know what I mean, I just thought, We've not got rid of this rock thing that is still really bothering me. Mm. But what, specifically, what I'm coming with is people rocking up, mm. rocking up to the front door, rocking up mm. in a yellow tracksuit. Mm. I just want people to stop rocking up, please. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it must be connected to rock and roll because it's got a kind of swaggering. Uh, mm. you know, like intent there, whether, mm. whether that's, you know, on purpose, someone kind of belittling them, belittling them by saying, Oh yeah, he rocked up in a, you know, in a Mazda, like absolute show off. Or if it's someone thinking it's really cool, like, yeah, he really rocked it. He rocked up in a, Oh God, it's agony. <laughs> uh, but I think it must be related to rock and roll. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I do say rock and roll. I mean, I say it, Ironically, it's a running joke that I've got going, which is very unfunny, and and you know I should be not saying it as much, mm-hmm. especially now you've mentioned this. But um, you know, if if there's uh, a mention of say going to bed early because of the kids in our household, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll just sort of I'll undercut it with I say, oh yeah, it's rock and roll in our household. Yeah, no, you know, that's, that's like that. fine. Is that all right? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, only if you if you said about one of your friends who was mm. sort of maybe in their early fifties, mm. uh, but um, you know, still would get in fights occasionally, uh, mm. maybe at the pub, and um, st- I'd go and see uh, maybe like Billy Idol uh, <laughs> concert, and then just do something a bit humiliating, get a bit too drunk, and then maybe like get arrested in the on the bus or something. If you said about them, um, yeah, he's pretty rock and roll. That would be agony. Mm, okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But laced with irony, mm. I don't mind at all. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, it does, I mean, it generally gets quite a good reaction. I get a, a few giggles from from, oh, yeah. Yeah. From, from the undercut. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm pleased that that stays. Um, yeah. Rocking yeah. up. So we've got this restaurant next week, Chris, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's down in Shoreditch, yeah? <laughs> and there's going to be me, you, there's going to be, uh, yeah. what, Davey, um, yeah. Bobby, 
I think Neil. The, Neil couldn't make it, but Clive's oh. coming down. Okay, good. Um, and then yeah. Sarah's going to be there. Yeah. Then there's going to be uh, Kira's going to be there. And there's going to be Neve. Neve's coming. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking that we might just rock up about 7 30. <sighs> oh, no. 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 You see, that's that's awful, isn't it? It's done it. It's when, done are it we rock, when are we rocking up? You know, when should we rock up? Oh, God. Yeah. I'm having a, a do on. Um, Sunday, you know, I thought that we'd maybe start about, you know, I don't know, it probably won't get going until about two-ish, but, you know, rock up about half, half one. Oh, gosh, see, that is, that is giving me, you know, I was talking about ASMR last time, that's giving me oh, a yeah. sort of, must be related to ASMR, but it's a kind of fizzy tingle in my chest, but it's like <laughs> a bad one, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just making me, like, what I sort of want to do is, like, rip open my chest. <laughs> It's a oh, really it's got you this one, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's really got you. It's really very bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's akin. It is absolutely akin to someone saying, "Oh, he's a little rock star." That one. Or yeah, she's pretty cool. She's a bit of a rock chick. Ugh. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, please. Yeah, I'm I just, mean, am I am I as bothered? I'm just trying to kind of assess my own level of. Rock up about three. Well, well okay, so 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 Tom, we're gonna, oh, yeah. you know, maybe we should um, meet up on Sunday. You know, mm. um, maybe we could go somewhere near you. Maybe go go to pub, get some fish and chips or something. But you know, mm. what if I rock up about two? <laughs> you know, okay. What did that do? What okay. did that do to your chest? Yeah. Well, it's. I think I've pinned down in 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 the context that I find that annoying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all right when you know that that person regularly uses that phrase and is not meaning anything by using it. But I mm. think it's agony when someone is just trying to take the edge off their own anxiety about mm. timings or, mm. or yeah. just trying to sort of like portray themselves as a little bit kind of cool mm. or edgy or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Getting kind of trying to just hide behind this, what they think is a kind of cool way of saying yes. Oh, just so there's a scenario where okay, here's one. Okay, so you're stand up, yeah. You're a stand up comic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you do this regular night, okay? If I um, it's, if it's I've, maybe, been on, if I've been on Mot the Week. Yeah, you've had a couple of appearances on yeah. Mot the Week. Okay. Yeah? yeah. And but you do this regular night and you, you really like doing this regular night, but it's about once a month, okay? Yeah. About once a month. Now, um the thing that's taken the edge of it off this night for you really is that you've 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 got a groupie. You've got this guy, right? This guy who keeps turning up. Right. Um, And you made the mistake of talking to him once um, for a long time. Yeah. Because you've been really generous with your time and you sort of, no, I mean, he's obviously a bit odd, this fella. He wants to be a stand-up. He's lonely. He probably wants to be a stand-up. He's a bit lonely. Um, He's in his work clothes, so he's got grey belted, very sort of ironed M&S trousers (laughs) and a kind of, it's not even white. It's like a, it's almost purple, his shirt, and quite big collars, and it's purple. Um, oh, but he's opened okay. it to the neck, um, but he's only got, like, three strands of chest hair, which is one thing you notice because he was mm. talking about something really, really dull. Mm. Um, he's painfully aware of his dullness, so occasionally yeah. he tries to sort of mitigate that. Like, he'll mm. maybe catch himself, he'll be talking about something really geeky, maybe mm. something that happened to him at work that he is really bothered about, but, mm-hmm. you know, makes no mm-hmm. sense he- even to anybody else. 
Does he um, does he talk quite a lot? Like you've heard it now three or four times about the fact that Ian Wright went to his school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. and he also, yeah. but the, he also will like you. You try and look away to see if there's an opening somewhere else, but he'll just fix. <laughs> he'll fix his gaze onto you because he's so used to people doing that that, that his yeah. his tactic is he'll he'll just sort of like almost move with your you trying to kind of move your eyeline away somewhere else um, yeah. to make sure that you're, you know, in his orbit. And basically what he says to you is that, um, uh, oh, yeah, so the next gig is 29th, isn't it? Um, and you mm-hmm. kind of go, oh, God, he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what's going in your head, but you kind of go, yeah, yeah, no, no, 29th, yeah, 29th. Um, okay, and it starts at 8, doesn't it, 8 o'clock. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, it, and then you sort of make it, you know, because by this stage you're getting a little tetchy, really. You're just a bit annoyed that he's not aware that he's taken up so much of your time that you haven't been even yeah. able to speak to your partner who's come down to support you, oh, you know, or any of your other friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of going, yeah, yeah, it, it starts at eight. It, it always starts at eight. Um, and then he senses this little tetchiness in your voice, and so he'll say, oh, yeah, but I was thinking of rocking up about 7.45. God, please. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing it to me? <laughs> but oh, that's what God. I – no, what I want to say is that's where it annoys me, I think, um, in, in a scenario <laughs> where 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 your man is like – is trying to take the edge off his kind of geekiness by – yeah. I mean, that's issues. like that's a bit of the cherry on the cherry on the top of the cake annoyingness, isn't it? Because he's annoying already. Um, it's almost I would find it almost more annoying when someone has reinvented themselves a bit. They've they're, they're in the mid forties. They've got divorced quite recently, but it was their choice actually, and <laughs> they're kind of enjoying a new lease of life. But they got married a bit young. They got married when they were twenty three. So I see, yeah, a bit like catching up on a bit of like mid twenties. You know, they're only mid forties. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like really embarrassing yet. But you know, they're um, they're going to a rave in Brighton at the weekend. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. They're going to rock up, you know, probably about <laughs> two, and then have, <laughs> have some beers on the beach, and then probably, have, you know, rock up at the rave at about seven or something. <laughs> you know, that, that's worse. Yeah. They're exactly the kind of person that would say, um, yeah. oh, yeah, my mate uh, Johnny from university is coming. He's a real rock star. I mean, he works in um, – work. <laughs> he's in, um, like, quite high up in management at B&Q, but, like, at <laughs> weekends, he's – yeah, he's a bit of a rock star. That one, real ladies man. You know? Yeah, well, rocking, um, up, rocking up to a rave is is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty agonising. Yeah. Should I be putting it into living room one oh one only in these contexts, or you want it completely gone? Well, well, I mean, we, as you were saying there, obviously there are you know there are levels of rocking up. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, but I just I'd rather not risk. I'd rather not risk it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just like yeah. rocking up yeah. to go into living room 101 and then we can all just start turning up again. Yeah. 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 I just don't want anyone rocking up and I don't think we need anyone. I don't think we need anyone rocking up when they can turn up. Sometimes it's all right. People rocking up if they're not trying to make themselves sound cool or whatever. It's all right. I'm just rocking up. I don't think it is. Just even you saying it there has <laughs> gave me a little flutter at my chest. Yeah. 
You want it gone, don't you? You want it gone. <laughs> well, well, think about it. When I said to you, you know, if I, you know, if we want to record, like back in the old days, we used to record Living Room 101 together in the same place, didn't we? Yeah, we'd we have to have like a big pile of cushions behind yeah. this like sort of sound studio yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, we'd. Well, Gareth was very good at sort of sourcing the right density yeah. of cushion wasn't it exactly gareth was so good at that yeah. um i mean gareth is remote now we rarely even see gareth face I miss him. to face you know i, I miss him as well yeah um, he should rock up to one of our recordings yeah he should or at least rock up to one of the after parties you know yeah, yeah. um uh so you know if i was coming to to record the popular um podcast living room 101 and i, I said I'll, I'll rock up about two <laughs> Sorry, I just that, even me saying it makes me feel tense. Hmm. All right, it's gone. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I honestly think I honestly think the world's a better place. It's gone. Oh God, I'm yeah. happy with that. It's gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you, Tom. Okay. So, um. I think on that note, Chris, we should uh, wind it up. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to wind it up now, Tom. You know, maybe we'll just uh, rock up for you know the next episode. Um, <laughs> rock up same time in a couple of weeks. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Because there is this little, I mean, I'm not sure that um, people listening to this are aware of the little kind of waiting room for the things to go in. Because we have to hang up the call, don't we, before um, <laughs> things actually get put into Living Room yeah. 101. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're rocking up and listening just to the end of this and yeah. um, have obviously just heard that rock, rocking up has gone into Living Room 101, yeah. it's actually this kind of waiting, holding area. So um, yeah. we can use it uh, as much as we like before the episode ends. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a bit weird if you'd rocked up now because this is a podcast and not like live radio. So you'd have had to have started <laughs> listening and then fast forwarded, wouldn't you? But but if you if you have done that, yeah. then, then yeah. you know then, yeah, you won't be able to rock up like that again next time. No. It won't be possible. It won't. All right, well, we can rock up next next time, and uh, <laughs> people, can, people can rock up to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, how about rock that? And roll. Rock and rock roll. And roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and oh. roll. <laughs> it's amazing the emphasis, isn't it? Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah. So what about um, now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> no, I just tuned into some sort of 80s Shakespeare workshop with like a really young Judy Dench and Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> you might have done. You might have rocked up yeah. to that. But I was just thinking about emphasis, yeah. Have you ever heard it yeah. emphasise on... on you know, the winter as opposed to the summer. <laughs> I don't know. Because everyone yeah. emphasizes discontent. And now not, not. is the winter of our discontent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But actually what he's saying is it's it's the winter made into summer. So that I think that is the yeah. subject of the sentence, isn't it? Well, Rather I than the discontent yeah. being the subject. Well, I look forward to your um, <laughs> your Richard the Third. Yeah. You Ricky give three. a lovely, lovely Ricky Three. Ricky, no, three, well, you, could, you could rock up to the national and see me, <laughs> uh, see me giving me uh, Ricky three. I'd like to rock up to the Globe, please, because they've got those really good, cheap 
five pound standing tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'd like to rock up and, and, and do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky three is um, not related to Rocky four, is it? Uh, it's yeah, it is. It's the one before, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ricky three is not related to Rocky yeah, no, three. No, Ricky three is about four hundred years before Rocky four. Yeah, uh, but true. same sort of similar ages for the sequel. Similar tragedy. Yeah, you know indeed. Apollo Creed, George Duke of Clarence. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Chris, um, that's it for uh, this time. Let's rock up for our next episode. So for now, I'm going to say bye-bye now. Oh, Tom. Bye. Bye.